Hello, interview listeners. It's Jill, your host, with a quick reminder. The information shared in this podcast spans holistic, intuitive, and spiritual awareness for people and animals and should not be substituted for medical, psychological, or veterinary care. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I give advice within the medical, psychological, or veterinary fields. This applies to all guests and co-hosts. Please seek the appropriate help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Spirit Calling. I'm Jill and this is my intuitively guided podcast where all things spiritual, creatively mix and mingle. As an artistic mystic, we'll talk about everything from angels to energy, earth wisdom to meditation, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me for another intuitive conversation. another episode of Hello Inner You. I'm Jill, your host, and I'm so excited to welcome my very cool guest to the show, Lisa Beretta. Lisa's been an astrologer and practitioner of the esoteric arts for over 30 years. She's an intuitive counselor, is Reiki certified, and does research within the fields of consciousness and psychic sensing. Lisa's even been on the History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and she's also the executive producer of Surviving Death, a paranormal debate. But that's not all. She's also the author of The Street Smart Psychic's Guide to Getting a Good Reading, The Book of Transformation, and the book we're going to be talking about today, Conscious Inc., The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos, Mystical, Magical, and Transformative Art You Dare to Wear. So thank you so much for being here with me today, Lisa. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to dive right in. There's a lot to talk about. I love this book. It's this one-of-a-kind Bible for the layperson about tattoos. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I loved it. There is a lot of information in here, and I wanted to talk about everything. We're going to see how far we get, but before we get started, I wanted to ask you how you got started in the esoteric arts. From the time, I would say I was probably around three, four years old, I always liked to draw. And I would draw pictures, but they weren't stick figures. I was pretty good. Actually, I went to art school after high school. So my background is in art, but very imaginative and draw these pictures. But I would always have a story that went with them. And I would sit down with my mom and say, I was here, and this was my name, and I did this, and I did that. And then when I was probably about maybe five years old, I was in a five and ten type of store with my mom. And there were the little books they used to sell with your zodiac sign at the time. I think they were 25 cents. So I went at the one with my zodiac sign, the Pisces book. And I would just flip the pages. And I probably didn't have an understanding of exactly everything they were saying, but I knew I was a Pisces. So I feel that I came back from a very old soul. And I used to have uh, experiences where I would see a ghost in the house, but it wouldn't frighten me. And I then as I got older, I found out the history of the house that, yeah, somebody did pass in there. And it was weird because what I would see would match up with the stories that I was told years later. But it never bothered me, and I never felt weird. I just felt like maybe other people can do it, and they just don't talk about it. Then when I was about 
13, 14, I got my first set of tarot cards. And I sat down and I started to read the cards. And then my friends liked me reading their cards. And from that, I kind of evolved into the astrology. Then over the years, one thing leads to another. And I would meet other people who would teach me and show me. And eventually, it just turned into a profession for me. I feel like it's something I always knew. And in this lifetime, it's just surfacing again. It sounds very similar to so many people's stories about how their intuition just grew with them as they grew from a child. You don't know what it is, but then as you're getting older, you're embracing this communication with something bigger than yourself, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But then when you're older, you're like, ah, that's what this is. Exactly. There has to be more to life than what we're being told. There's other layers to explore. Mm -hmm. So would you say that the tarot card reading was your first jumping off point into really honing your intuition back then? I did. And, and what I did when I got the tarot, I read through the book and what means this and what means that. And then I used to go to readers a lot when I was young, 14, 15. Back then we didn't have the internet, so I'd have to go in the back of the newspaper and find somebody that would tarot readings. And usually was at their home and they would look at me like, you're a kid, what are you doing here? But I would watch how they read the cards, and I remember one woman telling me she was pretty good. So throw away the book. Let your intuition tell you what these cards mean. And she said, of course, there's a standard meeting for the cards, but she said, over the ages, the true meanings have become so diluted. Because actually what they would do, they would hide the esoteric arts within the cards because even back then there was book burning and trying to hide information from people who felt this information was only meant for like the hierarchy. So I took her advice and I'll read the cards as you're traditionally supposed to and the meaning, but then when you just allow yourself to get pulled into the energy and just look at the card and connect with the person who you're doing the reading for, it becomes like the information that they need to hear. Mm -hmm. I always tell people when I do a reading, you are the person who determines whether these things happen or not like I'm giving you your guidepost and if certain names come up or places come up but you still have that free will to choose if you want to take this information if you want to bypass it you can't take somebody's power away by giving them a reading it's not like you're laying out this is going to happen that's it it's to help enlighten them to bring them up to that level and actually I think it opens people up to give them a sense of awareness the cards are a tool. I call it tarot medicine. I have astrology medicine. So you find your own spiritual medicine that goes beyond the organized religions. It's more about finding the things that connect you instantly and align you with the pieces that really are your authentic self. Would you say that the intuitive piece of you is such a big part of your life that it helped to guide you into the areas that you got into as an adult? For instance, when you went from tarot and then into intuitive readings and expanded your awareness, how did you figure out in that whole big bunch of psychic soup what spoke to you the most? Like, what is your biggest connection to that oneness? I would have to say I love astrology and the tarot actually led me deeper into astrology beyond just knowing that I was a Pisces when I was a child. And then the astrology helped me connect the dots with a lot of other things too. I loved history. I think that was the one subject that I really excelled in throughout school was history. And when I look back and I look at 
the current transits of planets that we have going on now, and then you do a rewind, you could say, well, under certain transits, certain things do happen in history. Mm -hmm. For example, the USA now is going through its Pluto return, and then when you go back to when it had Pluto right there at its inception of the country, it's very similar. Now, things always change a little bit, too, because you have to consider where other planets may not exactly be, but you look at these major planets, and there are certain trends I don't like the cookie-cutter astrology where today's a good day and you may run into a friend. That's what really detracts from, no, this is really a very helpful esoteric art that should be available to anybody who's interested in it. Oh, I hear you. It's true. Because it's not entertainment value stuff. It's not like, hey, come do a reading for me because it's so silly, isn't it? We're just going to get all silly about it. It's more like, no, this is information that can connect you with places within yourself where you get to decide if it's the path that you want to go down. I'm just offering you the info to connect in a bigger way that discounts the feeling that it's just simply frivolous or whatever. At the turn of the century with table tipping was a big thing with the mm -hmm. crystal balls. <laughs> then they came out with the Ouija board. And then the people that really knew it went sort of underground. Then they got labeled the occultist. Now, we take that word occult, and the word really means hidden, but we take that word occult, and right away everybody goes, oh, that's a devil worshiper, or that's a witch, and they're bad, but occult means it had to go underground, it had to be hidden. That kind of led me into the tattoos. Mm. Before tattoos, they were always considered the fringe society, the hippies, the beatniks, the people that live life by their own rules, and I start to think, hmm, why are they in the fringe society? Like a lot of the really true spiritual people, not the ones that go out and burn some sage and have a couple crystals and say, I'm spiritual. No, we're talking about the real people. It really, did that past life memory or did they study it? Wherever it came from, they know the truth. So I sort of saw like, hmm, there's this correlation between the, the truthers here and the tattoo people. Hey. Led me to write the book, Don't You Think? Ooh, excellent jumping into this because I was getting ready to go into the book and the the intention behind it and here's the word that we'll probably talk about again and again in this conversation is intention and how that's so big this quote that you said in the book you said there is a very cool supernatural side to tattoos and are an unequivocal vehicle for transformation and awareness throughout my research in the esoteric arts i came upon dr ian stevenson who did all this research about birthmarks and past lives. Mm. So I wrote a blog a few years ago about birthmarks. Because I myself have a birthmark on my back, and I always wondered, like, hmm, why do I have that? After researching it, it's a clue to a past life, which is interesting. He's deceased now, but he wrote one or two books. So after the blog that I wrote, I ended it with, sometimes I wonder if tattoos could be spiritual birthmarks. And then something just clicked inside. Let's research this further the ancient mystery schools. They believe that everything is the cycle of life and death, death, rebirth. So actually when you're getting a tattoo, and I'll get into the part how intentionally it's a much better experience than if it's unintentional, but when you're getting a tattoo on your virgin skin, you're actually changing something so it would be the death of just the plain playing field, the rebirth of what you're bringing forward. And then from that, it's like, once you have this tattoo, what is it symbolizing to you? Why did you get it? So once again, that cycle begins. 
what is this tattoo telling you to let go? It's death. And what does the tattoo tell you if you should look forward to rebirth? Because it's interesting the way tattoos work with your consciousness. Everybody thinks your shadow side is bad. We put that with dark, dark is night, night is scary. The shadow can actually be your very nice, cool side that you're afraid to show to others. If you are an administrator somewhere, you have to come off top so people listen to you. But underneath that may be this very sensitive person. So someone who is maybe rough may just on some level feel that they want to get a tattoo of something softer. A woman may decide to get some flowers or a guy may get some nice symbol on his arm. They help you integrate. So when you bring your shadow and your side you project out to everybody together, that's how you reach wholeness. And I think that's what everybody's trying to accomplish as we go around this wheel, wholeness, past life, present life, future life. Because all the timelines have shifted now anyway from where we are within our galaxy. People think, oh, we're moving fast. It just seems like it was New Year's the other day. We're in fast time. And these tattoos, I see more and more people even older people getting tattoos. If you look in any of the ads for clothing, you go online, before they want you to be clean and serene. Now you see models with tattoos and they're interesting. There's a message there and I thought the book was timely because you really can't know anybody else unless you really know yourself. You have to look at everything. You get a tattoo with intention. It is like a talisman, it's magic. There's no other word for it, it's magic. I wanted to ask you, too, about tattoo etiquette before I went any further, because when I see people with tattoos, I instantly want to be like, hey, could you explain that? Because that is the coolest tattoo. And in a way, I'm like, wait, 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 pull back. It's personal, right? But yeah, I'm so drawn to the image on their arm. And I remember I was at Walgreens once and a girl was checking me out. And on her wrist, she had two little tiny feet prints on her wrist and a little date. And I thought, hmm, should I ask her what those are? Because to be honest with you, it stopped me because I was like, that is so personal. That's for her. Because when she turned over her arm, she could see, and that was her reminder. And when she went to hand me my stuff, I intuitively thought, I think it's going to be okay if I ask her. And I said, listen, I just want to say, that is one of the most beautiful tattoos. I don't know what to say about it, but it's so beautiful. And she said, oh, I want to share. I want to share with you what that oh, is. That's cool. And I thought, okay, what, what? And she said, that's my, my baby who was born premature. This is the date. And I have to work every day to put bread on the table. But every time I look at this tattoo, they actually took her little feet prints, made a little drawing to follow. And then this is her actual size of her feet when she was born. And so every time I look at it, I know that I'm here at work so that I'm able to take care of her. And I thought, oh, how cool. Like, it and just... that's interesting that it was on her wrist because mm-hmm. our bodies resonate to different energies and the wrist tattoos usually are how we embrace life. Ooh. She put it on her wrist. It's like maybe on some conscious subconscious level the connection she has with her baby that mm-hmm. she's embracing this as opposed to say somebody who saw it as like a challenge they didn't want to deal with maybe they would have put it on another part of their body that resonated with that energy mm-hmm. see everything is so connected it is now i know tattoo artists of course they like to put it on like 
a sleeve or your thigh because they're looking for the best canvas too so your tattoo looks good for example in the book i name the different body parts and what they resonate to and i think other people who follow either reiki chakra energy medicine will understand that your body also resonates to the art that you put on it when you approach tattooing your symbol who's doing it for you even down to the colors that you want your tattoo to be and then like why am I drawn to this? There have been people, and this is mentioned in the book, who had gone for a tattoo session, and because they were so connected to what they were doing, they would almost go into a semi-sleep and remember something from a past life. Or even if you're just there zoning out, you're zoning out about something that you're going to find out what it's connecting you into. Some tattoo artists would actually take you on this shamanic experience as you're getting a tattoo you say how it stirs up the emotional cellular memory that lies beneath your skin it's piercing several layers your esoteric body then into your physical and for people who don't understand what those layers mean you do talk about that in this book there's a lot of chakras in your hands and your feet but there's chakras all over our body little minor chakras even when you go as far as chinese acupuncture medicine they know exactly where they're going to put the little tiny needles So when you're getting your skin pierced, you're opening a portal. And the ancient ritual, they did consider it a blood ritual because blood, they felt that was the chi, the life force. They saw getting a tattoo as a rite of passage. They took it as a very sacred ritual. Tattoos aren't anything new, not at all. They found the Iceman and he had tattoos on him, ancient Egyptian women, they had images of tattoos on their abdomen for fertility Mm -hmm. and symbols just symbols in general we relate to symbols basically when you're getting a tattoo not that you're branding yourself as a symbol but in a very cryptic way you're letting other people know the real you you're sort of standing loud and proud if it's able to be seen by others and then you talk about even the images that you put on your body that might be considered silly how does that compare to like the geometric symbols of something that has more meaning like a sacred meaning could you talk about what it might mean if you get that sort of silly tattoo oh sure because with the silly tattoos you may think why would somebody even get that But then you're looking at, this is an experience. For some reason, they felt compelled. They had to just bring it out. So you might see somebody with, say, Mickey Mouse on their calf and think, why would you want that? You're an adult now. Isn't it stupid? But if you start to talk to that person, I bet you any amount of money, they got that too at a time in their life where they were just feeling really happy, really playful. And even if things changed after that, it's like, no, things, things always change. But that too is there. It's holding space on your body to remind you that even though you may be going through a tough time now, look at that tattoo. Stop looking at everything that's bad and remember everything that was good and is still good. Because you can look around the room and, and start to think things you want to change, what you don't like. But if you really sit down and you thought about all the things you really do like and why you like it and why you bought it in the first place, whole different perspective so the tattoo art serves that function and then you find certain people like certain styles and you start to think like okay they're drawn to that because they may have had a past life experience where they really got to know themselves in that lifetime so they want to express this tribal look or there's something in them that they want to feel that 
they're not alone. Whatever reason, you're right, it is very personal. You could look at somebody and totally get a different impression of what the tattoo means to them, unless you ask them. I think anybody that has a tattoo, if somebody approaches them and, and says that is amazing art, you're going to get a better response than if you go, what you do that to yourself for? Really, it's just the way everybody has some unique story. And these tattoo artists tell me healing experiences. Damon, who is so amazing, Damon Rowanchild, introduced him in Chapter 3. And I'm very thankful to him and his late wife, Raven. They provided me with so much information and photos of people who had life-altering experiences from his tattoo. Because when he's done tattooing someone, he definitely brings them back in and he does his own little ritual where he brings their body into resonance with the tattoo. If you approach it from what it really is, your experience is amazing. If somebody goes for a tower reader, on the boardwalk, I'm just going to go get the, the cheapo $20 reading. What are you going to find out? Really research who you go to. I mean, a reader can be amazing, but maybe they're not amazing for you. So people have to learn how to feel their energy and stop just with what they see. When you find somebody you make a connection with, wow. I actually wanted to share that quote Damon Rowanchild wrote for you on the back of this book. He says, quote, Finally, a book that taps into the sole purpose of tattooing, a metaphysical interface for healing the body and mind, as more people tune into the collective cellular broadcast of the indigenous mind. Conscious Ink serves as a guide to the power of the living sacred soul print. Kudos to Lisa Beretta for her insight and courage to follow the golden thread cast by her intuition. It just draws you into the whole concept of what he does as a tattooist. If that is that correct to say tattooist? Exactly. Yeah, because I was trying to figure that out myself when I was reading the book. I asked if was, are you a tattooist, a tattooer, tattoo mm-hmm. artist, all of the above. I'm like, very well, we'll use all the different we'll use it all. The book. But there is a book trailer for Conscious Ink, which is on the Facebook page for Conscious Ink, The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos. You can also find the book trailer. I put it up on YouTube, but I never really promoted it on YouTube. I just say go to the Facebook page. The book trailer, you can actually hear Damon talk and you can just feel the energy coming off of him. I mean, soul prints, he's absolutely right. They are a soul print. Just like birthmarks are a form of a soul print, which brought me to write the book anyway. Mm -hmm. A tattoo is a soul print. Be careful who you pick to do your tattoo. Really want to know who you're going to. Is there something like that that you can ask your tattoo artist when you go in? Oh, I did. We have to learn to go with our extra sensory senses. If you stay in that state of awareness, it's just like, oh, I hear, just not resonating. Yeah. Go with your intuition. You may see a shop, and maybe you're always drawn to looking at that shop. Maybe because it's close to your home or just because you noticed it. You go in and look around the shop, and I really think, and all, all the tattoo people I talk to totally agree with me, make sure that shop is clean. Mm-hmm. If you go in and if the artist just seems disinterested like you know what you want take a picture on the wall either sketch it out or give them a picture of something that you saw and they work on bringing this sketch together and then they just make the transfer of it and put it on your arm and you look at the placement and then stay there you may think you want it on your arm but get involved and be very present when you're getting this done because it can bring you to almost a certain level of consciousness where this tattoo is like wearing a talisman. It's going to work better than my lucky ring or my favorite bracelet. I'm sure it is very hard to describe the experience of getting 
a tattoo with your artist and forming that relationship, even though it might only be a couple of hours you spend together, that person takes you on the journey and you're connecting. When you have the right approach to the tattoo, when you're sitting in the chair, I find a lot of artists, they'll make small talk with you, but a lot of them like to just look at their art, concentrate, get into it. What does that mean for people who adorn themselves with tattoos that aren't necessarily positive? They may think like, oh, that's cool. But you go back to consciously think, why am I getting that? There's a part of something in them that they really don't want to own. Tattoos are such a personal story. Mm -hmm. Even though we may find a, a horrific tattoo on somebody, you wonder, like, what was it? Did you have a horrible experience and that's your way of letting go of it? It's very personal. David said on a conscious level, if it affects us, does that bring us back to some time or at some point in our life? Well, that's why this is triggering me because we take so much stuff and we file it away and we don't want to look at it. And then what happens, we wind up projecting it out onto other people or self-sabotaging. Ask yourself, why are you getting the tattoo, right? Exactly. It's like anything you would buy if you're shopping, say, for a piece of jewelry or something. Because what I also found out with the tattooing, it's about bringing your body into a resonance. Higher vibrations will usually have the lower vibrations that will entrain to them. But when a higher vibration can't find something of its level for it to go down a little bit, it's almost like turning the volume down on your radio and it becomes annoying now. As we're going through this whole amazing time for our earth, more people are wanting to connect into the energy and you can do it with tattoos, you can do it with tarot, but I just thought the tattoos right now because it seems so timely because mm -hmm. let's get back to where it started with very ancient ritual. Let's revisit this now when we can maybe see a deeper meaning. Would you say that memorial tattoos, when you are putting the face of somebody who's passed or something of significance on your body is also a portal to that person's energy? I would think so. And I do mention in the book, there was someone who actually had some ashes of their deceased husband mixed into the ink. So they could have a strong connection. You carry them with you. You also talk about if you want to remove a tattoo, you're not really removing it completely because you're leaving the shadow scar on your body. And so it's kind of imbibed in you no matter what. Exactly. It's like you think you've outgrown the tattoo, so you want to take it out, but actually it was always there. You just decided that you're going to get rid of it now, just like if certain people were in your life and now they're no longer in your life. Maybe you had a falling out of them or people got a divorce. They're still there in a the shadow somehow. You had an experience, you can cover it up, but underneath it, there's still that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you never really can get rid of it. That's the thing that the question back to yourself is, if I'm trying to get rid of this, why am I trying to get rid of this? I'll just bury it underneath something else and never have to look at it again. Right? right, exactly. You can't really think that you're ever really erasing something that was once necessary, significant, or needed to be a part of your life. But yeah, that connection is still there. That is so empowering, you know, than, rather than give, it's like, yeah, I did that, that was wrong, or I didn't like that part of my life. But when you own it mm -hmm. and you don't hide it, it does something to your consciousness where you're allowing yourself to be forgiving of yourself, understand yourself, and know yourself. 
Perfectly said. So really the moment where you get drunk one night and you're like, hey, let's go get a tattoo. That experience could even be significant in the moment that you get the tattoo and maybe the next day you're like, hmm. Right. If you just get it in the moment because you had a couple drinks. Well, I did find out from a lot of tattoo artists that if somebody comes in and they're loaded or they're high, Mm -hmm. they tell them to come back. And for people who decide, hey, you know. I was drunk. I'm just going to get this tattoo. I got it on the fly. Now, what's that message? Are you glad you got it? Maybe the alcohol loosened up enough to get it. But if you got it and you hate it, it's like, okay, lesson learned. I'm going to watch my impulses next time. And you can try to have it removed and covered up, but it's always there. It's like, don't do anything impulsively. Think it through. It's a message. It links into us. If you could draw on any of the people that had gotten certain tattoos for certain reasons, could you share maybe one or two stories about who had the most life-changing moments when they got their tattoos and what those were? There is a woman and she had, I believe it was breast cancer. The woman actually had a breast removed, so her tattoo allowed her to bring herself back to wholeness. And she's really a nice read in the book and another woman I believe had some type of disorder with her breast and when Damon gave her the tattoo not that the tattoo healed her but it gave her body permission to go in change the vibration of something that was amiss Mm -hmm. and you know we hear these things when they come under the context of organized religions we go oh they're miraculous they're miracles but when it comes under something more spiritual it's like no that never really happened that's hocus pocus that's how come not to get off conscious ink but the book prior to conscious ink the book of transformation Mm -hmm. is almost people's guide to turn on your intuition once you turn that on then you're going to find out all of these other things that are available to you to continue to evolve know things Mm -hmm. feel things you know when you hear things on the news or somebody tells you something intuitively you know that's right that's wrong not that you block out your conscious decision but on some level it's like you might want to believe something but on some level you know like that's not so the same thing with when you get the tattoo it can have a very healing property to it physically spiritually mentally and probably damon could have told me a million stories the book would have been volumes because he does treat tattooing the way it should be another girl that i mentioned in the book Alex, she's in chapter four. She didn't realize that she had psychic ability until she started to tattoo other people. She was a tattooer, but she found when she was tattooing them and piercing the skin, and I guess the drawing a little bit of the blood, she would start to connect into them and get psychic impressions. And it actually somewhat made her nervous because she's like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. When you give a healing, you get a healing. I think Damon has had some experiences also when he was tattooing people, and I'm sure maybe the tattoo people don't like to talk about it when you go in to get your tattoo, but once they get comfortable, if you ask them, because I've had more than none tell me this, have you ever had any weird experiences when you were tattooing someone, especially when I was interviewing for the book? Incredible stories, like magical stories. As you're reading this book, you're learning something about yourself. Please read the book before you go get a tattoo. That's kind of how I felt when I was reading it. I love the intuitive art, so I'm very connected to that. It spoke to me, but I think this book could speak to anybody. Whatever your starting place, we are all spiritual beings, so it's going to connect with your soul. And Lisa, I also wanted to say you have such a beautifully lyrical 
yet straightforward writing style and the way you speak too. You're so relatable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been so much fun talking to you. It not only helped me as the reader connect with the information, but I really understand on the level of intuition and where you're coming from, how you write this journey that you've been on. And there's one quote I want to share from you that I think might wrap up this episode. You say, quote, I'm inviting you to cross the threshold into the world of body art to explore the intimate symbolic language of your spirit that is mysteriously veiled within tattoos. I'm sending you good energy as you awaken the spirit within on your artful path to self-actualization and enlightenment. How beautiful. Thank you. Magical life is available to everybody. Magical doesn't mean fantasy world. Magical means amazing. I invite everybody to go to the Facebook page for Conscious Inc. Whenever I come across a cool picture of a tattoo or something interesting or if somebody has something they want to share, I'll put it up for them. Mm -hmm. If they want to know more about me, they can just go to my website, lisabaretta.com. And I'm up there and just kind of... More like a low profile, I guess, kind of mystical person wandering around, right? <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all just little <laughs> mystical people kind of bumping into each other? Yeah, I like <laughs> to consider myself a boutique astrologer. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe because it's I have a 12th house sun and I prefer to be more behind the scenes than on the scenes. And also I saw many good friends and peers who wanted to promote themselves because they had something very cool to say. Just be shut down or made fun of and I feel the people that are supposed to find you and find your book find you because they need it and they're drawn to it. It's not about the ego that you have to be on a billboard somewhere or advertising things. It's about the people that need you find you, the books they find. It. You pay attention to the people you meet along the way. They're always markers for somewhere else because you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you started. Thank you to everyone who's rated, reviewed, and follows the show. I really appreciate your support. And if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. Remember, new episodes of Hello Inner You drop every Wednesday. Also, if you're interested in my intuitive wellness services, check out my website, spiritchi.org, for more information, as well as helloinneryou.com for podcast updates. Until next week, everybody, let your love light shine. Take care. Bye. Bye.